0: Hello, uh, welcome to another Pharmacy and Practice Uh, webcasts are becoming more and more popular. This is the the fourth one I've done this week. Um, I'm very, 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 very pleased to be joined by someone I've wanted to speak to for a long time, Um, a pharmacist with a, if you check out his LinkedIn profile, this boy has been busy. he, uh, he's he been a superintendent pharmacist, he's been in education, he's been an editorial board member for various publications, and now um, I believe he's st- uh, you're still a, a superintendent, but you've recently taken up a PCN role. So,
1: very interesting career path so far. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, and thank you for having me. My name is Darshan Agandhi, I'm a primary care network clinical pharmacist. Uh, the uh, PCN is in southwest London. I've recently joined the role in the last three months and I'm thoroughly thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying it uh, to speak. I'm also a uh, um, CPPP uh, events tutor for South London. I uh, work alongside the London team. I also have a role still within my pharmacy as superintendent pharmacist for Lewisham Pharmacy. Um, there are other things that I do along with the GPHC and uh, general pharmacy management um, to some degree, but um, I'm absolutely loving what I'm doing currently.
0: Very good. As I say, your uh, your LinkedIn CV profile is formidable. What tell me this? Let's just go straight to the PCN thing. What what do you like about it, or what what's attracted you to PCA? Because you've been in community in a number of roles for quite a few years haven't you?
1: Yeah I've been uh, within the community sector I've been roughly 10 to 15 years um, and I I felt that maybe the impact of clinical pharmacy uh, has not always been at the forefront of, of practice um, especially when the uh, things that are determining success is buying at the lower price and Getting it on drug tariff. So it's been very much a sort of provision of pharmaceutical goods uh, with a small aspect of clinical advice and input to the degree which I wanted. The mm-hmm. decision where I decided to move on from my community pharmacy onto uh, uh, GP land as a primary care network pharmacist uh, was mainly because I Wanted to develop more as a clinical physician, as a clinical pharmacist, and looking at the patient more holistically with the data, with the information, or collaborating and working alongside other healthcare professionals uh, in a closer context. In my very early stage, I, I had been a hospital pharmacist at St. George's uh, where I did my pre reg, and then afterwards went into uh, tertiary care, the Royal Marsden Cancer Hospital in Fulham. And to be honest, I think that really was the momentum in which I decided to change sector from community into uh, GP uh, uh, surgeries. Um, and I, I honestly believe this is my three months uh, in that role now and I've loved every moment of it and my learning has become exponential
0: yeah i that, my i mean we share that experience i i was in gp uh for for 3 years and i, I think i used the same word exponential i think yeah. like the expectations of uh our gp colleagues I, i'm nursing colleagues actually to a certain extent in terms of what level of investment is expected in your personal development, your professional development is completely different in in certainly for GPs and, and arguably for nurses compared to pharmacy. And unfortunately, especially it's you know the difference is especially stark. I don't agree with you between GP and um, you know community pharmacy. I mean have you this is a bit of a I suppose tough question have I know you're still superintendent pharmacist uh, yes. for your your Lewisham branch, but I don't want to be negative, but have, have you given up on community or, or is, there, is there still hope?
1: Oh gosh, no. I've not given up in community at all and I think the role that I hold now in a way has made me more like an interface pharmacist between GP mm-hmm. surgeries and the local community pharmacists. So I've been because I know the troubles and I know the difficulties that community pharmacists currently have I had even before coronavirus and now what they've got now as a result of, of COVID nineteen, I think I'm very much empathetic to our colleagues in community pharmacy. And I want to make sure that not only do they survive, they thrive with individuals who work as primary care network pharmacists being able to show them okay this is what the GPs are thinking this is what you know the GP practices are the direction in which they are going this is how you can help yourself in order to meet those needs and going forward this is something which I discussed with my uh, clinical director of the PCN Um, at some point I would be very encouraged to suggest direction in which money money can be spent so that pharmacists and GPs, community pharmacists and GP practices can share the burden of Mm -hmm. looking after our patients in a way that both benefit. Mm -hmm. So for instance, this is something I did in my pharmacy in Lewisham. To know, I didn't take any payment, it was just because I wanted to help out the GP practice at the time, was to do blood pressure and to do uh, a pill check for ladies who needed a review for their for their medication, and I was thinking that you know rather than going in to book in a GP appointment or a nurse appointment, I can do this quite mm-hmm. easily as long as I'm given the correct questions and the correct training, and be able to provide this within my community pharmacy and then transfer the data to to the GP, uh, and then and that worked very well nine times out of ten they would use that information, the blood pressure, the questions and the answers that I, I elicited from the patient, and they would issue out the prescription without any issues. And that saved the GP time, they saved the nurse time, um, and also gave me more sort of uh, buy-in to the fact that I can help someone out other than providing them with packaged goods.
0: Yes, yes, added value. And and you mm, were quite, you were, you were extremely... Um... Patient-centred there as well, weren't you? They, and they must have... So so do you think that, that element of um, trust is important between the GP practice
1: and community? Oh, 100%. I, I think right now, as pharmacists, community pharmacists are contractors, they're businesses, but people forget that GP practices, GP surgeries are also businesses as well. So mm-hmm. if, for example, a GP practice is getting paid to do a blood pressure, which they will do according to their cough, Then community pharmacies feel like obviously they're not they're not seen in the same light. They're not adding the same value by doing the same service, and that's wrong. And I think there should be more of an equal playing field. So by hopefully once I get more embedded in the role, if I were to say to a bunch of community pharmacies within my area and say, "You guys look after the patients of the surgery which I belong to surgeries I belong to." Why don't we do this but you get something back for it and you're helping reduce the workload on the gp surgery so it's a win-win situation and that way trust is 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 enforced so people know who they can speak to and more open and candid conversations and not only is the referral one direction you get a referral from gp to community pharmacies as well
0: mm-hmm. and what what do you think like- I mean, what do you think the benefits of the PCN structure are? Because I think, from what I've heard in in pharmacy circles, they've been more or less greatly uh, greatly received, haven't they? But I think there's there's been a wee bit of pushback from maybe from from community pharmacy contractors because it's maybe driven a bit of a workforce problem for community. Yeah. But if we forget park that for a minute, I mean, that's the that's mm-hmm. well known. So, no, I was just saying, so before we were chatting about how you you felt that pharmacists working in in primary care networks is quite a like a blank canvas oh. and and there's lots of opportunities what well, what what do you see uh are the
1: benefits to pharmacists working in in primary care networks i I think the benefits really allow for the for the pharmacists themselves an alternative career pathway whereby they're working closely with healthcare professionals in a multidisciplinary team for the benefit of the patient. It will also add an extra layer of uh, professionalism to which pharmacists have their own sort of distinct area, which is being the medications, medicines expert. Now, currently, yes, you've got practice pharmacists as well, but more than just practice pharmacists, um, I believe the primary care network pharmacists looks at more the oversight, the strategic direction in which uh, prescribing habits can be changed, where services can be implemented, where the needs of the community, the local community, the, the neighbourhood is being assessed and met. And you got to remember that the primary care network itself is is a local sort of collaboration between GP practices. Uh, but it's more than just GP practices, it's a pharmacies which serve the patients of those GP practices as well. So having a sort of interface pharmacies between GP practices and community pharmacies, such as a PCN, will aid the delivery of excellence in care to the patient, but also meet the needs and demands of the patient but also what the gps are trying to achieve and what the pharmacy community pharmacists are trying to achieve as well
0: mm-hmm. very good and do you miss i mean do you miss community pharmacy at all
1: oh I, I do miss the the face-to-face interaction but i mean like you've got to remember i've i've only just recently started my journey within primary care network it's only been this this month will be my third month 12 weeks in but uh and, and it was just unfortunate, the fact that when I started is when the COVID-19 pandemic really started. So I only saw a brief moment of patients face-to-face. Moreover, what I'm doing now is telephone consultations and video conferencing. But I do still uh, local on Saturdays to keep my community pharmacy skills uh, skillset going. And uh, also, it's always good to have that sort of endearment with the patient that they're there with you and that you're providing them extra value to just the product they've got so it's extra, it's added benefit to that service
0: mm-hmm. very good no it's very good and, and i suppose it's a it's a crazy time to take up a new job i mean you, you took on you move
1: jobs yeah. really
0: uh, when, uh, when the lockdown has happened really isn't
1: it yeah i mean like you could say crazy time you could say it was amazing like you know, the grace of god that you know i moved when i moved because right now when the, the community pharmacies are having such a hard time and i don't mm-hmm. think anyone outside community pharmacy really appreciates just the impact the risk the workflow and the patients can be quite demanding uh, because gp practices can close their doors and say mm-hmm. you can call us we can do telephone consultations you can't do that in community pharmacy. No. So my heart goes out to these guys because I think they're they are really at the forefront of healthcare during this difficult time.
0: And um, so take take I'll take you on to sort of more uh, topical stuff. I know I know you've had a you've had great experience in education as well, haven't you? I, yes. Sir. So you've had um, I noticed you've done um, advisory work and. Um, you know, um, I think you've done some work with the Is that right? Are you able to tell, tell us about that
1: role? Certainly. So, uh, one of the roles until recently was to work as a standard setter, whereby we're looking at the questions, potential questions written by the exam- the, the question writers, in preparation for the pre-registration exam. And um, it's only fair that you know we ensure that the questions are the correct level so that those people who are going to pass should be passing, Um, and the borderline guys who would be borderline still would have an ability to answer those questions within the understanding and competencies. Um, I've enjoyed it thoroughly, and you you create some great networks uh, with uh, colleagues, because they're all from different backgrounds, academia, uh, community, hospital, uh, you know, industry, and it's amazing. What views and what what approaches individuals are taking when answering a particular question?
0: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about this year's pre-registration situation. Nice. Um, I don't know if you had a Do you have a view on the on the delayed
1: uh, provisional registration thing at all? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, the what what I would have said on the, in that question it would be like i think it's right because right now all the centers that are used for example in excel are being used for the purposes of uh, nightingale hospital mm-hmm. um but then i've also found out that on top of that apart from the delay that um, the, the provisional uh, registration will only will not allow them to local
0: that's right yeah i believe that's right yeah um, yeah I know Uh, it's it's not a I think I think my view on it is it's not a well my first view is I'm I'm selfishly glad I'm not a pre-reg this year I'll be honest
1: that's
0: it do you know what I mean Uh, you've got to you've got you've got to say that and uh, you wouldn't choose it would you you know and and I think um I think you need to as more experienced people in the profession we need to remember how stressful it is before you yeah. get onto the register because it's all well and good you know getting the letters after your name when you're when you're on on the pharmacy pharmaceutical That's register nice. but
1: yeah i think you're right there i wouldn't want to be in their shoes because it's stressful as it is i mean like you spend five years plus to uh, educate yourself in preparation for the exam only to find that you know the rug's being pulled under your feet you know totally you know it's nobody's control it's the way it is but you're right i mean like i would be a bit worried about liability and such because i mean you're potentially registering individuals who could have failed the exam and not gotten to the register
0: yeah i think that's the concern and it is. you know that's you know when you're working in the pcm what does
1: your typical day look like at the moment so yeah the, right now we're doing project What I feel is like project work, reducing the burden, uh, trying to ensure that patients who are being shielded have got the correct paperwork or uh, the letters uh, which was done a couple of weeks ago. Now I'm looking at electronic repeat dispensing, uh, looking at individuals who may require medication reviews. So my day, although currently because the workload and the work stream tends to be quite similar in all my surgeries. Um, I I feel it's more like project work because I can do it in each surgery, replicate it, and then move on to the next sort of workload. But going forward, I would hope to be able to see patients face-to-face to to conduct medication reviews, to look at long-term conditions, and find out uh, by doing such medication reviews when the next bloods may be required what parameters need to be observed, you know, how can we optimize patients' medication, Um, and going even further than that, especially now with care homes being in the agenda and spotlight, how we can support our care homes to a better degree by providing them with the support of medicines optimization and structured medication reviews so that we are supporting the the frontline staff there.
0: Brilliant. Very good. And we like earlier on, we touched on, um, you know, training and that kind of thing. But so what 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 sort of investment or what sort of training support have you got in in the role? Um, I'd be interested to know that.
1: So in terms of training and education Mm -hmm. for myself, Mm -hmm. so I'm on a pathway. I'm on the CPP uh, primary care pharmacy education pathway. Um, Very good conducting module one right now and thoroughly enjoying it. We're also creating networks within our group as sort of learning sets between ourselves. Um, it's good to be a student again, I'll be honest with you. Although I'm a bit uh, worse for wearing grey head and you know a few wrinkles here and there, I think, I'll be honest, I really enjoy the fact that I'm learning and uh, I like sharing my knowledge and I think that's the best way to learn is by teaching others. So we have our little sort of learning groups that we've created. Um, But from within the surgeries, within our GP practices, um, I have got assigned clinical uh, supervisors at each surgery whom I touch base with, with any sort of issues regarding patients or any sort of queries I might have, just to make sure I'm on the straight and narrow, that I'm not uh, deviating from what they would expect. And in return, they are also pushing back on me in terms of, what they, what I think I should be doing, and the justifications and the rationale behind it. So, for example, one of the doctors recently says, "Dershin, uh, patients got uh, this particular conditions. What blood test would you consider uh, appropriate?" So, looking at the guidelines, looking at, at nice uh, CKS, um, I came back with an answer, and he told me, "The Dershin." No blood test is routine blood test. Remember every blood test that you do, there needs to be something that you need to establish from that. Don't do it just for the sake of doing it. otherwise you'll be spending taxpayers' money unnecessarily. So be more thoughtful about what you are hoping to achieve and the actions that you're going to take in order to reach to reach the actions.
0: That's interesting. I, I must say that's something I learned. I mean one of the the, the gps were always. Uh, reinforcing that, that any test or examination was always to confirm what you discovered in the history. Yes. Um, and that was quite a, quite a new way of thinking compared to community pharmacy I must admit. Um, and where, where do you see, where do you see yourself in you know in the next few years? Uh, are you, I take it you're working across a number of practices are you? Correct, I'm working
1: across four surgeries at the moment um, and uh, for the short and medium term, I would like to develop myself as much as possible, gain as much experience and skill sets uh, in order to complete my independent prescribers course, uh, go down the road uh, route of advanced uh, practitioner, uh, advanced clinical practitioner. Very good. And ultimately, ultimately, don't tell anyone. This is a secret. <laughs> no one watches <laughs> Not, these things anyway. Nobody. <laughs> ultimately. <laughs> I would really like to become a partner at the GP surgery. Good man. I love it. Do you know what?
0: I've been so lucky this week. I've spoken to people that are very, like, uh, on one hand, very modest. You are very modest, but you're also very focused. I really like that, um, and I think because you've said that, it'll happen. No. I, I I believe I believe it'll happen. And I think it's really, it's fascinating speaking to you, Darshan, because I think you're quite typical of what a lot of people are going through at the moment. You know, this, mm-hmm. this, move, this community practice and yeah. uh, how you're feeling is, is you're not on your own. A lot of people are going through the same um, process, and not feeling of freedom as such, but just like almost relief at being able to be a pharmacist, you know, and and start yeah. to learn new things it's really it's uh i find it very positive to speak to you to be honest oh so, thank yeah. you yeah,
1: yeah. and I, I believe honestly like like the the pharmacists that i'm associating with is within my gp practices we've got two or three pharmacists already and they are also very pharmacy central they think pharmacy is the answer that will assist our patients towards the outcomes that they desire and there is nothing that we as a profession can't do. You know, mm-hmm. there's already uh, partners. I I've know a couple of partners already. Graham Stretch is one. Um, there's mm-hmm. another colleague in Southwest London who is another. You know, so it, it is achievable. And I think as long as GP practices and GP uh, uh, partners value our expertise and experience and the input that we provide, you know, together. We can look after our community better.
0: Absolutely. I, I don't know if you 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 I'm sure you know Rosemary Parr, Chief Pharmaceutical Officer in Scotland. So uh-huh. she, she said, I think it was last year in a speech, she said, pharmacy is the answer to everything. Oh goodness. And, and she's she's well, I would always say she's right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you're kinda of, you're kind of living proof of that. You know, I think it's uh, all that stuff that you're you're starting to get involved with you know running clinics maybe in the future and um you know you're prescribing stuff and um are you doing any um is your educational stuff is it uh competence based so do you have to be observed doing things so far i know you just started
1: but yeah no no i'm looking at the syllabus and prospectus it will be competence based so Uh, The GPs, the uh, nurses, even patients can give you feedback in terms of how they thought you did and how you could improve for next time. Um, But I am also doing a lot of background reading. I'm giving myself the opportunity to upskill myself. So I'm in in preparedness to what will come in the course itself. But also it's just my own inquisitive nature to start reading before I start doing something, trying to become ahead of the curve as opposed to in the middle of it.
0: Love it. I tell you, some of those, some of the, the students at uni and pre-registrations and even newly qualified pharmacists need to watch this video to to see how, or, or podcast to see how enthusiastic you are, because that is exactly the right attitude. If you do that, if you try and stay out in front and try and develop yourself, you'll
1: always, opportunities will always come in pharmacy for you. I'm going um, to have the uh, opportunity at Kingston to uh, Kingston University to talk to um, third-year students. So I'll be doing that. In fact, uh, hopefully, once everything settles down in the next few months.
0: Very good. Now, listen, I'm I'm very grateful for your time tonight. And I know you've got you've you've got two kids younger than mine, um, one
1: and a half and three and a half. Did you say? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Bundle of joy. But they've made my house into a nursery. So. Well, yeah. yeah, and they're very expensive
0: children, and there's no instructions either. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. But
1: it's, I can't afford a shirt. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm as bad. This is the this is the fourth interview I've done this week. I need to. This is the same shirt, so I need to change my shirt. <laughs> um, so I'm, I've got the same problem. Um, do you just to finish, right? Um, yes. And I am very grateful to speak to you. It's been very enjoyable. Um, okay what, I mean, you've been on the, you're like me, you've been on the register for a year or two now, you're not, let's say you're not, you're not newly qualified, okay, Um, what's your advice to, not necessarily this year's pre-regis, but students, pre-regis, or, you know, foundation pharmacists that are just, just come onto the register,
1: what's your advice for their, their future career? The future for pharmacy is bright, keep at it, and start doing things in advance of expectation. So if you're able to then reach that point, you'll already be hitting the road running. So keep learning, keep your head down and keep working hard. And never forget keep your aspirations ahead of you because those aspirations will become a reality very soon.
0: And I believe you'll be a partner and a GP practice. No,
1: cheers. <laughs> I'll
0: bet fight, a fight. I'll bet I'll bet you a fiver. I bet you a fiver you will be and uh, we'll we'll talk again then to celebrate hopefully
1: <laughs> it's a deal i'll give you an update on it if it happens when it happens
0: thank you good stuff uh, thank you very much darshan for your time it's been honestly it's been a pleasure you've uh, i was flagging towards the end of the day but you've uh, you've really cheered me up so well done uh, thank
1: you sir likewise sir. thank you so much thank you cheerio yeah.